this political coliseum, we slay the rising beast with the fateful sword of truth that transcends hypocrisy and censorship. It's time to unleash yourself from the tyrants of media propaganda on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. Welcome to Unleashed, the political news hour. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson, and I'm so glad you could join me. Unleashed is a brand new program, a news program on America Out Loud that will air weeknights at 7 p.m. and will also be available on podcast format the following day and ongoing, on an ongoing basis. Today on Unleashed, we're going to talk about open borders. We're going to talk about J6, and weaponizing the legal system against Trump. We're going to discuss censorship of media voices. In fact, they're trying now to censor Tucker Carlson and his broadcast from the EU over his recent interview with Putin. What exactly are they trying to hide there? Although these topics are somewhat different, I want to ask you, I want you to ask yourself, actually, what do they all have in common? When we begin to connect the dots, we can see that they're all an attempt to manipulate election results and change people's minds and change our national elections. And this is on top of an already existing platform of widespread election fraud that's happening all across our nation. These are desperate attempts, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about it, they are desperate. You know why they're scared and why they're acting so desperate? According to NBC, the lead that Donald Trump holds over Joe Biden in terms of who would handle the economy better? In other words, on the topic of who would handle the economy better, that lead is the biggest of any candidate in the history of NBC polling. He's wiping the floor with any competition from either side. Now, I'm going to go into more on the elections later in the show, but uh, there's another topic, okay? Border security. So the House of Representatives had already passed a U.S. border security bill. Okay? They already have one. And that that bill has lingered in the Senate without a debate or a vote. And now the Senate has written their own version, which House leadership says is dead on arrival in the House. But, you know, they're still debating it because that's what they do. Blah, blah, blah. They talk about things and they bat things around and they make it look like they're busy doing things. But they're not really getting anything accomplished, are they? The worst part of this, this whole thing, is a special provision in the bill where Mayorkas can directly grant asylum status to illegals. Asylum status confers welfare access, green cards, 
chain migration privileges, and a path to full voting rights and citizenship. Now, hasn't that always been their goal? Don't we know that we're being bum-rushed at the border, folks? I mean, you'd have to be an idiot not to understand that. You'd have to, I don't know, you'd have to be asleep uh, or unconscious, not of a sound mind and body, to understand what's happening at our southern border right now. Whether they get them full voting rights and citizenship or not is not even the issue. It's part of the issue, but it's not the whole thing. I mean, if they're able to pack all these illegals into certain counties and certain towns and certain districts, they'll be able to redistrict those districts and they'll be able to assign those areas more representatives in the House of Representatives. Do you understand how that works? That's our that's our political process. The more the House of Representatives goes by population. So if you increase the population of an area, you can swap the existing voters with new uh, non-voters even, okay? And those new People, whether they are voters or not, are taken up in a census and new representatives are assigned. So if a state has 20 representatives and they double the population of the state with illegal immigrants, they can get 40 new representatives, okay? I mean, that's the way our House of Representatives works. Now, there's only two senators for every state, and that never changes, okay? There's, there's, only, there's only 100 members of Senate. There's two per state, okay? But, but the House of Representatives is different. It goes by population of the district. So you see the game they're playing here? Most people, a lot of people don't really even understand that. Do you remember? Did you even study civics in school? I mean, a lot of these young people, a lot of millennials and so forth, they're not even taught this. Or, or if they are, they, they studied it for the test and spit it out and forgot it. So all this back and forth in Congress and the media would be kind of funny, I guess, or ridiculous if it wasn't such a crucially important topic. Now we have Chuck Schumer on MSNBC, uh, I, I kind of like the way uh, Rush Limbaugh used to call it, uh, or uh, or uh, Mark Levin calls it MSLSD. Uh, predicting, he's predicting starvation in Palestine, and he's saying Russia will overrun Ukraine if we don't approve money for Israel and Ukraine. He's also threatening that you know we're going to have to send our young men over there to fight if we don't approve money for Ukraine. So he's basically holding our sons hostage for more money. Uh, it, it, you know, so he wants to get that approved. But, you know, the money flowing through there is what it's all about for those people. Um, not a word about our border security, by the way. And this is a this is a conversation they're having about the border security bill. So this border security bill has basically become a Ukraine funding bill. There's nothing really that helps the border here. In fact, there are some things that I'll talk about later that uh, that decrease our border security. You know, I thought this was about the USA being overrun, but apparently Schumer wants to make it about Ukraine being overrun, and he wants to... Uh, 
he wants to scare everybody to think that we're going to send our young soldiers over there to fight Russia in Ukraine. Okay? You know that's not going to happen, right? So why is Ukraine so important to Democrats? I have some ideas on that. And, um, you know, my ideas involve discovery of bioweapons labs, uh, money laundering going on, and uh, trafficking going on, maybe some arms deals going on. But, you know, that's all conspiracy theory, right, folks? Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> If you dig a little deeper below the surface on those issues, I think you'll find that there's a lot of things going on in Ukraine that many Americans are not aware of. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons why Democrats are supporting it, because they have involvement. We are supporting a dictator in Ukraine, basically a dictator. And we're supporting him financially with our taxpayer dollars. And we've got members of Congress that are that are beating the drum that we need to send more taxpayer dollars over there. And, you know, I've heard now that Zelensky has uh, has put an American citizen, Tucker Carlson, on a hit list for interviewing Vladimir Putin. Can you believe it? You can't make this stuff up, folks. Now, I, I need to really confirm that before uh, before I can uh, say for sure. But I have heard, I have seen, actually, some uh, something in print that said that uh, Zelensky has put now put uh, Carlson on a hit list. And, you know, Europe, the EU, wants to uh, ban Tucker Carlson for interviewing uh, Vladimir Putin. I mean, what do they have to hide? Meanwhile, while our senators are worried about Ukraine... They're so worried about Ukraine uh, being invaded. The invasion through the Mexican border continues unabated. A recent story popped up that illegals are being organized into theft rings in New York City. One of my colleagues brought that up with me here on America Out Loud the other day. And um, those uh, theft rings are coming in to New York City. And they're stealing things in New York. And they're cashing out and getting the money for their, their stolen goods. They're fencing them, probably. And then they come to Florida to spend the money they make from stealing. Now, when they were asked, and by the way, they were asked, why don't they just go to Florida and steal and spend the money? Their answer was very telling. Their answer was, if they steal in Florida, they go to prison for that, not in New York. You can't make this up. Another story reports that Chinese communist illegals are using TikTok to communicate weaknesses in the U.S. borders where they might get through. They're sort of using it as a navig navigational instrument to share um, information on where the weaknesses in the border are for Chinese communist illegals to enter our country. It's an invasion, plain and simple. It's an invasion. Anybody who calls it anything else, anybody who calls it migration and asylum and all this, I mean, you know, these people are not seeking asylum. These people are invading, and they're mostly 
uh, military age young men. If you look at the the statistics, it's mostly military age young men and a lot of unaccompanied children, which is very concerning. I mean, there's got to be some trafficking going on in there. Um, so reports are that there are not only Chinese communist operatives crossing our borders, but also Islamic terrorists. How lovely. Well, Texas and other states have sent out the National Guard to secure the border, and Biden now is fighting against them, and he's won a Supreme Court decision saying that they can take down any barriers that Texas puts up. So it's really coming down to what we would like to call, or what really is, a Mexican standoff. Uh, so we're going to talk a little more about that later, but... Uh, Right now, we're going to go to a uh, pause for the cause, uh, a break with, with our sponsors. And um, understand, AmericaOutloud.news, we have all the articles, podcasts, and pertinent news, always the uncensored truth from a team of truth seekers who always put God and country first. So we're going to take a break and uh, listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome back to Unleashed, the political news hour. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. Before we left for the break, uh, we were talking about Texas and other states sending out the National Guard to secure our border. It's a hot topic that's been in the news. And, um, you know, I said that the Biden administration has now won a court decision saying that they can take out 
any borders, any barriers at the border that Texas puts up. Uh, the decision does not say, however, that Texas cannot do anything in its power to secure and defend the Texas border. So Governor Abbott is pushing back and they're putting up razor wire and other things that are putting National Guard at the border. And I think 25 other states now have pledged support for that uh, to, for that move. And uh, it's, you know, it's clear from this push and pull back at the border that Biden is working against our national security. And so is Secretary Mayorkas. I mean, the, what other conclusion can you come to? We we have to let these people in? No, we don't. We have immigration laws for that. People can apply through normal channels. They don't have to come pouring into the border and, and use our resources and our, our homeland security personnel as, uh, you know, the welcome wagon for these people. I'm going to tell you something about the border. I was in... Um, I was in uh, uh, McAllen, Texas, okay, and uh, I saw it firsthand. I saw in the airport, I saw uh, illegal aliens. I, I call them illegal aliens, okay? They're not migrants. Migrants come to work, uh, you know, and, and, and then go home. They, they, you know, migrant workers move across the country. They have work permits and they come in and work, all right? These are not migrants. These are illegal aliens thwarting our immigration laws. They don't have documentation. They lose their documentation. We don't know where they're from. We don't know what their backgrounds are. We don't know whether they're they're mentally competent. We don't know whether they have diseases. We don't know whether they have criminal records, and nobody seems to care. Well, I think the people in Texas care, and uh, when I was in McAllen, Texas, I noticed that there you see them being sort of herded around by these community organizers and social workers and some uh I think some representatives from the local Catholic churches were uh putting them on buses at the border and bringing them to the airport. And uh they you know they unload they get off the bus and they come into the airport and they're given a package with uh you know, directions on how to get to where they want to go. They're given a plane ticket sometimes. They're given a debit card with some money on it. They they can go buy some food and some chips and some, you know, drinks and things like that. And then they, they, they're dispersed all over the country. So, um, so they, we've got a problem, folks. We've got a leak, and the leak has to be plugged. The Republican-controlled House now you know has they were trying to impeach Mayorkas okay and they thought that they could succeed in impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas okay over the Biden administration's handling and his handling of the US Mexican border well the vote happened on the evening of February 6th and it marked the culmination of months of examination by house republicans uh, and they, you know, as they they aim to make uh, uh, immigration and border security a key election issue because they saw that it, that people were concerned about it. Okay, their constituents were were complaining about it. But when it came down to the actual vote, Democrats were united in lockstep against the impeachment charges against Mayorkas, and Republicans 
who already have a razor thin majority in the House because of uh, election irregularities. And we'll talk about that later. Um, Republicans needed almost every vote. And they had to approve the two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. Well, on the 6th, that was a Tuesday of February, they fell short. They lost by three Republican votes. It's another mess created by and brought to you courtesy of Washington, D.C. and our alleged elected officials. And I say that in parentheses, elected officials. Do we need to, do we actually need to unemploy all these elected officials in Washington? That's an item for discussion. So what about our election integrity and security? It's often been repeated that there's no evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. Well, contrary to being settled science, as the left loves to say, news of voting fraud in our elections just continues to roll in. Every day, there's more news of voting fraud. Now, is the media reporting it? No. If you're watching mainstream media, are you hearing about it? No. And that's why you have to listen to alternative media and new truth media like uh, you know, like the kind of stuff that we're bringing to uh, to light here on AmericaOutloud.news, um, we're we want to share the truth with you, and we want to get these stories out. You know, Tucker Carlson is doing the same thing. There's a few others, okay? There's a few other really great people that you should follow and 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 listen to. But if you're right here, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear the right story. If you're listening to mainstream media, if you're listening to Fox News, if you're listening to all these other networks, you're not going to get the full story. You may not get any of the story. You may get pure propaganda. It's starting to shape up that there's an agenda to hide things from the public. And then if you try and talk about it on um, major uh, uh, major networks or major social media, you get censored. And for the most part, social media, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, they're still censoring people or they're throttling people back so that their message doesn't get out. The only one that hasn't been doing that, as far as I can see, is uh, Twitter X uh, with Elon Musk. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, anyway, contrary to being settled science, the news of voting fraud continues to roll in, and it's not being told to the public. We don't hear much about the 2020 or 2022 elections anymore in the mainstream media, do we? But, you know, big things are still happening. Here's one. This is new. I, this, I just, this came across my desk today. Former president of City Council of Atlantic City, New Jersey, the City Council of Atlantic City, New Jersey, has been charged with submitting fraudulent mail-in ballots in the 2022 election. Now, that's a felony. So, I'll read this story very quickly to you. A criminal complaint accuses Craig Calloway, 64 years old, a political organizer. Well, there's a title that we remember from Barack Obama, right? Political organizer? 
uh, community organizer, political organizer. He, he's accused of illegally obtaining and casting ballots that were counted in the November 22 election. So obtaining and casting ballots that were not his own. Okay? That's a felony. About a month before the election, Callaway and others, and others, allegedly paid several individuals to carry completed vote-by-mail applications to the county clerk's office. Once these individuals received the fraudulent mail-in ballots, they reportedly handed them over to Callaway and his associates. Many of the mail-in ballots collected in this manner were allegedly cast using the names of individuals who have been since confirmed not to vote in the November 22 election. So these people didn't vote, but their ba the ballots were cast anyway. Moreover, these individuals have stated that they did not give authorization for Callaway, his associates, or anyone else to vote on their behalf. The criminal complaint discloses that a significant number of these fraudulent mail-in ballots were officially counted in the November 2022 election. Now let's revisit information being released on the 2020 elections. Just the other day, a new analysis of evidence in Michigan shows that hundreds of people have cast more than one vote using the same voter ID across multiple elections. Well, we got another leak, and it's not the southern border. It's right in our towns and townships and voting. Uh, volunteers from Check My Vote organization found multiple incidents, instances, sorry, instances, multiple instances of double voting from non-existing addresses. And now just this week, okay, uh, President Trump released a summary of election fraud in the 2020 pres presidential election in the swing states. So ongoing investigations in the swing states, and they've been ongoing and the media is not reporting them. So people say, well, it's over. It's over. The election's over. He's already elected. It doesn't matter. Okay. Not true. Okay. They're still litigating the 2020 election. And ongoing investigations in these swing states have revealed hundreds of thousands of votes that were altered and or not lawfully cast in the presidential election in 2020. There is no question on election night 2020 that Joe Biden needed votes. No question. On election night, November 3rd, 2020, President Donald Trump was on his way to sail to re-election with a landslide victory in numerous battleground states. In Georgia, Trump was up by 12 points, and he was up by over 335,000 votes, with 56% of the vote in at 10.17 p.m. Okay, if you remember, as soon as Trump got over 50% of the vote in, in the uh, primaries, in the, in the uh, caucus and the primaries, they called it for Trump, right? Not in this case. He had 56% of the vote. He was up by 335,000 votes at 10.17 p.m. In Wisconsin, President Trump was leading by 121,380 votes and five points at 12.12 12 a.m. in the morning. 
which Fox News anchor Brett Baer noted was not a small margin. In Pennsylvania, President Trump was leading by 659,145 votes at 1238 in the morning, a full 15-point lead. In Michigan, Trump was leading by 293,052 votes and a 10-point lead. The election was over. They should have called it. However, precincts in the big cities, Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Milwaukee, etc., kept counting until the results reached the desired outcome. Now, what were they counting? The outcome was the opposite of the will of the people. Georgia went from having a total of 4.7 million votes, already a record for the state, according to Brad Raffensperger and his count on November 4, to certifying, they certified 5 million votes. 4.7 is a record in the state, and they certified 5 million. Do you think a record amount of Georgia voters voted for Joe Biden? I don't think so. That was 300,000 more votes than what the top elections official claimed were cast in the election. So they certified 300,000 more votes than Raffensperger claimed were cast in the election. You see where I'm going here? Getting to this result in Georgia and other states created an irredeemably compromised election filled with violations of the Constitution, unlawful ballots, widespread broken chain of custody issues, electronic manipulation, and missing and corrupted election files that made the election uncertifiable and impossible to recreate. They couldn't recreate the results. You know, if you have a valid election, you should be able to recreate those results. It's like in science. If you have an experiment and you reach a certain result, you should be able to recreate it for science, right? I mean, that's part of the scientific process. Not with voting. No, we lose the documents. The files are corrupted. Uh, the machine broke down. There's a flood. Uh, you know, people, we don't know where the people are anymore. Uh we don't know what we did with the uh, chain of custody of the, the actual ballots. I mean, these are the kind of stupid excuses that people are giving in these elections. This is our election, okay? This should be sacrosanct. President Trump was right, I think, to vote his objections to what had been going on and what unfolded right before the country's eyes. Republican poll watchers were denied access to the counting in all these jurisdictions. And the ballots were counted in secret in the middle of the night without any media or observers present. All these irregularities, reports of ineligible voters, voting machine anomalies, uh, like I said, water main break, improbable percentages of ballot for, Vi for Biden and, and, you know, more. Since, um, since then, Investigations across the country have uncovered another avalanche of irregularities and unlawful activity and manipulation of records and destruction of evidence and fraud, okay? 
findings are detailed in the summaries of the swing states. Okay. Georgia was called by just, it's called for Biden. Okay. The election was called for Biden by just 11,779 votes. Okay. Fulton County, Georgia, which is the most populous, has no digital record at all of the persons whose votes were cast in their original results. So they can't even identify who did the voting there. No digital record of the in-person votes. They don't have any digital record. Not a single ballot purportedly cast during early in-person voting was witnessed to or signed off by poll managers, as is required by election rules in Georgia. The seals were broken. Memory cards were removed from the tabulators for the results of these 315,000 votes, which were printed out on different machines than the ones that tabulated them. And this prevented the reconciliation of how many votes were cast on each machine. So it's a shell game going on in Georgia. Okay, it's a shell game. The vote in Georgia was counted three times. Original machine count, statewide hand recount, the second machine count. Each time they reported three different results. Three different results. Is that a certifiable election? They didn't count the same ballots during the original count in Fulton County and the machine recount. There are 19,541 distinct ballots that appear in one count but not the other. Now, remember, Trump won by 11, uh, Trump lost by, uh, supposedly, allegedly lost by 11,779 votes. They have 19,541 ballots that don't, that appear on one machine, but not the other. Thousands of fraudulent president-only votes, ballots, were injected into the second machine count with huge margins favoring Joe Biden. Ballots that are blank, except for the presidential contest, were counted in batches together, with the pattern appearing in at least eight counties, including Fulton County. This means Georgia didn't have the votes to justify its original election results. The second machine count was over 17,000 votes short. Fulton County was instructed to reconcile those results by the Secretary of State, and recertified their results without divulging the extent of the vote deficiency to members of the Fulton County Board of Registrations and Elections. Thousands of bogus votes were ultimately added to the election results via the second machine count. This includes 20,977, over 20,000 unsubstantiated votes of unknown origin. Remember, Biden won by just 11,779. 20,977 unsubstantiated, and there were votes of unknown origin. The results were missing 17,852 ballot images, so they didn't have images for them, and included 3,125 duplicate ballot images that were double counted. So why did they count votes twice? All right, folks, we're going to go to another break now. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
expert opinions, honest debate, and in-depth investigations are what you've come to expect from AmericaOutloud.news. We don't shy away from speaking the truth boldly and plainly. All that's missing is the propaganda that has infected legacy and social media. Get the best of down and dirty, wholesome American speak. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use Cofix RX because it works. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Welcome back to Unleashed, the political news hour. I'm your host, Bruce Robertson. Uh, Before we left for the break, we were talking about voting irregularities in Georgia. And, uh, you know, I got a little bit deep into the weeds with some details, but I think it's important for people to know this stuff. I'm not going to do this on every uh, every state, but you can find this information. I mean, President Trump just released a report, a very detailed report on all the voting irregularities in in each of the battleground states. But I'll, I'll hit the high points for you right now. As I said, Georgia. Biden was declared the winner by 11,000, I think it was 11,577 votes. Uh, They had tens of thousands of irregularities. Wisconsin, another battleground state, Wisconsin was called by 20,682 votes. Okay. The Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that drop boxes are illegal under Wisconsin law in a 4-3 decision in July of 2022. But in 2020, they used drop boxes, and there were an extra 20,682 votes, uh, they say, for Biden. I mean, they unilaterally, the election commissioner unilaterally declared ballot drop boxes could be used to vote in the 2020 elections, even though the commissioners never voted to adopt this memo. So, they had creative solutions with drop boxes. They were unstaffed. There were 528 drop boxes used in the general election. Total of 1.9 million, 1,969,274 absentee votes cast, including 1,346,731 votes cast by mail and 653,236 in person. 
So they found drop boxes unlawful, and they said if the right to vote is to have any meaning at all, elections have to be conducted according to law. Throughout history, this is what the judge said now, throughout history, tyrants have claimed electoral victory via elections conducted in violation of governing law. In Wisconsin, elected officials derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. The right to vote presupposes the rule of law governs elections. Okay? It presupposes that the rule of law governs elections. If elections are conducted outside the law, the people have not conferred their consent on the government. Such elections are unlawful, and the results are illegitimate. The judge concluded that thousands of votes have been cast via this unlawful method, using drop boxes, thereby harming the Wisconsin voters. The illegality of these drop boxes weakens the people's faith that the election produced an outcome reflective of their will, the judge writes. That's Judge Bradley in the case. The Wisconsin voters and all lawful voters are injured when the institution charged with administering Wisconsin elections does not follow the law, leaving the results in question. Electoral outcomes obtained by unlawful procedures corrupt the institution of voting, degrading the very foundation of free government. Unlawful votes do not dilute lawful votes so much as they pollute them, which in turn pollutes the integrity of the results. Close quote. So as you can see, Wisconsin was a mess. Is the media reporting on this? I mean, look what happened in Milwaukee. Nearly half of all the votes were cast by mail. It's only 217,424 ballots. Now remember, Wisconsin was called for Biden by 20,682 votes. 217,000 votes in Milwaukee alone were cast by mail. They had 15 drop boxes. They said they'd be under 24-hour surveillance, but after the election, not a single municipality produced video surveillance of the drop boxes, despite multiple open records requests. No records exist for your request. There's no video for the requested time frame. No such records exist, and no security camera. That was the response by Milwaukee officials. Okay, so you can see the kind of monkey business that's going on. I mean, I don't have to get down into the weeds on this. Uh, you know, the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled in December 2020 that the pandemic did not render Wisconsin electors indefinitely confined, thereby obviating the requirement of a valid photo identification to require to obtain an absentee ballot. And the clerk's interpretation of Wisconsin election laws was erroneous, is what the Supreme Court said. So look at all this monkey business, all this corruption, all this illegality. I mean, they had all this stuff going on, and that was just Wisconsin. You know, the big cities are where all the votes are. So now we have Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was called by 80,555 votes, okay, for Biden. 
months after the election, there were 121,240 more votes than voters, according to the Pennsylvania Department of State. By law, Pennsylvania cannot certify an election with that type of discrepancy between the amount of votes and the amount of voters. They had more votes than they had voters in the state. I mean, that should be obvious, right? They let it ride. They just let it ride. These systems were checked, double-checked. They got conflicting results. I mean, it's disgusting. It's just disgusting. Arizona. Arizona was called by a margin of just 10,457 votes. Maricopa County accepted 20,500 mail-in ballots after Election Day 2020. That included 18,000, okay, more than the entire election margin, about just shy of 8,000 more than the election margin. They accepted those votes on November 4, not November 3, which was Election Day. They accepted them on November 4, picked up from the U.S. Postal Service. By law, ballots have to be received no later than 7 p.m. on Election Day, which was November 3rd. Clear violation. The 20,000 ballots recorded as incoming from the U.S. Postal Service after November 4 were enough to change the results of the election in Arizona. Come on, folks. What's going on here? We're being bum-rushed, just like we are at the border. All right? And I'm ticked off about it, okay? I'm mad as hell about this. And you should be, too, because our elections should be sacrosanct. All right? I'm just going to leave that right there. The Election Integrity Group, True the Vote, identified more than 202 ballot traffic traffickers in Maricopa County alone who made 4,282 individual Dropbox visits during the 2020 general election. Two individuals were charged and pled guilty for ballot harvesting in Yuma County during the 2020 primary election. Computer scientist that was interviewed testified that a... Um, Algorithm similar to what is used in cruise control or self-driving cars was present affecting the early votes in Pima and Maricopa counties in the general election in 2020. So they had these automated things going on with the election, uh, the electronic systems, and they had drop boxes. And, uh, of course, there was a lot of uh, grant funding going on. Okay, uh, grant funding. Uh, Department of Computer Science at Texas A&M, who developed courses in artificial intelligence. These guys received grants from the New York Times, Washington Post, okay, um, U.S. Customs Service, and all this kind of stuff. These guys said the first block of ballots being 75% for a candidate, the next block being 74% for a candidate, the next block of ballots being 73% for a candidate, and systematically declining all the way to Election Day, all right? They're talking about a downward sloping line in the sequence that votes were recorded. And that indicates it's a very consistent decline. Okay. It's by the same amount each, each step down. So that indicates a very strong control of the electronic systems. All right. How about Michigan? Michigan, Michigan the election was called for Biden by 154,188 votes. Okay, a record 5,579,317 votes were cast and certified in Michigan in the 2020 election. 
the highest turnout in 60 years. To date, Michigan has never showed 5,579,317 voters listed for the 2020 election in its voter file. The state's database is the voter file, and they've never shown that many voters listed in their voter file. So, you know, Michigan was called for Biden by 154,000, just a little over 154,000 votes. They've never shown the amount of voters that they had. Now, I went to school in Michigan, okay? Michigan is sort of losing population in other places. Uh, and, um, you know, so Michigan has 271,566 more votes than the number of voters listed in their qualified voter file on November 3rd, 2020. That's more than one and a half times the election margin that Biden allegedly won by. So they have more voters than they have more votes than voters. Uh, again, that's another state, more votes than voters. Where'd the votes come from? Just back the truck up? Come on, folks. Come on. I mean, you know, the number of voter IDs listed as voting in 2020 has steadily declined. Okay. I mean, these numbers keep going down. So where are these votes coming from? And who are these voters? I mean, they're trying to debunk the fraud, and the, you know, they're saying uh, there's they're saying they 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 look to debunk the fraud, but but the, you know the, the the Michigan State Senate Oversight Committee confirmed that a large volume of ballots were delivered to the TCF Center in Detroit with zero chain of custody in the middle of the night. I mean, come on, it's like a drug deal, okay. 289,866 absentee ballots were identified as sent to people who never requested them. That's something that would normally be illegal, okay? Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg gave Michigan $16.8 million through his nonprofit center for tech and civic life, okay? Uh, Detroit received $7.4 million to dramatically expand the vote for Democrats, the, the finance Dropbox, you know, so Zuckerberg's financing Dropboxes, of course, just like the ones that they cheated with in other states like Wisconsin. So uh, True the Vote uncovered the same pattern of widespread ballot trafficking between these uh, non-government organizations and the ballot Dropboxes. I mean, you know, there there's there's plenty of fraud going on. Uh, and also... They handed out all these prepaid cards, okay, to to uh, to to voters. So they were bribing people to vote. <sighs> Thousands of voter registrations in the same handwriting, and many invalid or non-existent existing addresses. Uh, there was a suspect that told Michigan State Police she was being paid eleven hundred fifty dollars a week to find unregistered voters and provide them with a form so they can get registered to vote or obtain their absentee ballot. Police found dozens of new phones and hundreds of prepaid payment cards during the investigation. Muskegon, okay, Muskegon, Michigan. Woman drops off between 8,000 and 10,000 voter registrations at the clerk's office on October 8th, many appearing to be fraudulent. The incident was reported to Muskegon police 
8,000 new voter registrations in Muskegon would amount to 20% of the city's population. There's only 38,000 people in Muskegon, Michigan. I went to school close to there. That's not the biggest city in the world, okay? Uh, you know, 8,000 new voter registrations in that quiet, sort of sleepy backwater town, Muskegon, Michigan? Really? Have you ever been there? Uh, so there's all this stuff going on. As Mike Lindell said on elections, this is the same across all 50 states. Okay, I heard Mike Lindell speak a little while ago, and he was on point. He said, this is why we have to get rid of the computers and go straight to paper ballots and hand count them. Okay, so to wrap it up, we have a legal system that's weaponized against a former president to keep him from getting elected, despite him being the most popular people's choice candidate by a growing margin. We have wide open borders with God knows who pouring in daily and staying here despite our immigration laws. We have a Congress that can't even impeach our border security secretary for failing to do his job when it's so bloody obvious that he has failed. All right. And lastly, we have a corrupt election system being run by local thugs and so-called community organizers, and they're dumping ballots in the middle of the night. We have voter registration logs with people on them who don't exist, living at addresses that don't exist. We have more votes than voters in several states. And we have electronic voting machines and voting software systems that have remote access backdoors and can be manipulated by those who control them or by those who hack them. At this point, Democrats and their complicit media propagandists would lie and claim that Trump had dirty relations with animals or, you know, strippers or anything else just for the satisfaction of seeing him deny it publicly over the 24-7 media news cycle. You know, they've done similar dirty things before. The fake story of golden showers with Russian hookers and non-existent sex lies with strippers like Stormy Daniels, you know, caught lying and now pole dancing to pay Trump's legal fees. And with the phony Russian collusion and the phony Ukrainian extortion stories that led to a kangaroo court impeachment without evidence, you know, they did all this. They did this to Her Herman Cain and Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh with, uh, you know, Eileen Blasey Ford's uh, uh, baseless sex assault accusations. And now with the fantasy rants and baseless accusations of E. Jean Carroll, all of this has become has been without eyewitnesses, you know, from years ago. Uh, of course, no eyewitnesses, no police reports, not even a shred of evidence. And it's all been aided and abetted by a lying and complicit media. It's like, I hate to say it, okay? It's like some Tijuana donkey show. It just gets raunchier and raunchier, all right? Our enemies are the enemies of truth, the obfuscators of justice and the usurpers of liberty. They are of the vilest sort of people. Lying is like eating for them. And they run thick as thieves in Hollywood 
in the media, in labor unions, and also in our government, in Washington, D.C., inside the Beltway. And most Democrat voters, or many Democrat voters, are paid for their loyalty through bribes from the public treasury, through favors, through backroom deals. And most of them wouldn't even blink an eye that all these stories were a total lie. In fact, they would knowingly spread the lie themselves, hoping to curry even more favor and more taxpayer-funded goodies from their benefactors in the next election cycle. This is really the state of affairs in our country. Mark my words, this next election and all those to come will be a battle between good and evil, between liberty and tyranny, between natural rights and private property, and forced confiscation of rights and property, and between free and independent citizens of free minds and dependent, often illegal serfs who are bribed, coerced, and otherwise farmed and harvested by their Democrat overlords for their votes. In just 60 years, the Democrat Party has gone from Camelot to Scamelot. The only solution is to root out the problem and prosecute the traitors and criminal perpetrators and for the public to wake up and see how badly they're being deceived. Folks, only you can spread this news and become active patriots who stop all this and make a difference. Let's do our part. Share this show and unleash the truth together and take back our freedom. This is Bruce Robertson, Unleashed on America Outlast.